Hi, my name is Christoph. I'm a yoga instructor and you're listening to the Us People podcast with Xavier Rocks. and welcome to another episode of the Us People podcast. I'm your host Savvy Rocks and today I'm humbled enough to have Christoph who is a yoga instructor. Uh, Christoph, welcome to the Us People podcast. How are you? Hello. Hello Savia. It's nice to be here with you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So I've got loads of things about you. I know you're a yoga teacher and, and you love music. You've also done other things in your life which is beautiful writing and acting but Let's start off with a bit about where you grew up and how that influenced you to become, to do what you do today as a yoga teacher. Um, I grew up in France in a small village, but my parents moved from Paris to have their children in, you know, in, in, in the countryside. Ah. because it was so we could run around it was beautiful and uh, it was great but then very very early on it got boring like you become <laughs> a teenager and you're in a village and you're like i want to see the world so so uh, i was quite wild at the time and um so there's a, there's something i need to say about myself okay. is i was i was adopted Okay. So I was adopted and I'm mixed race and it was uh, quite a long time ago. And so I was in a village and it was not difficult because of that, but I've, I always felt sort of the outsider. Okay. Um, so what happened because of that, my parents were great. I mean, and they also adopted another person. And as my sister and then they had two children. So we were quite a close family. It's a very good family. Uh, everything went well. But, you know, the problem was because you're an adopted child, yeah. you ask yourself questions. It's it's quite difficult. Do you, I mean, it, it, did, did you feel like you didn't, even though you had a family and that was your family, did you feel like you were, you were missing a piece of you because you didn't necessarily know where you truly came from? Well, there is a there is a real story behind that as well. The the story is that in France we have a law called X, which means that if you have a child, you know, at the time out of wedlock or whatever, yeah. you can leave your your child to the government, but or to you know the state, yeah. but you will you will never know his name. They will never know your name. So basically, I grew up with parents that weren't, they were my parents, but weren't my birth yeah. parents. Yeah. And I had no, and I had no idea and they had no idea where I came from. So I didn't know if my father was black, if he was Arab, if he was whatever, you know, I didn't know anything yeah. and they, they didn't know anything. So I grew up and most of my life I spent not really knowing where I came from. So I had to build myself an identity. Okay. Which was not always. It was not always easy, but I I was always very positive. I had my ups and downs, but I was, you know, like let's make the best out of life. Yeah. Um. So so therefore, when I was a, a teenager, I was like, I want to see the world, and I, you know, because I didn't have a, 
a history as such. I had to create my own. Yeah. So school was, I was quite good at school, but I didn't do anything. So that, that didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I just wanted to see the world. So funnily enough, what happened is rather than just go, um, when I left school, I just thought, oh, let's go to England, you know, yeah. or let's go and travel the world. Actually, I wanted to travel the world. But then I, um, there was this girl that said, why don't you go to England first, you know, on my round-the-world round trip. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and uh, I arrived there uh, at the punk times, and okay. I was very young, and everybody was very young, and uh, I loved it. Uh, so I started a band and um, it was all going on and I, I had friends in a bands like Generation X and um, I did some stuff with The Clash, um, uh, you know, but I was like a teeny weeny little guy, so, you know, like really young. But because one thing people forget is when you're really young, you can get anywhere because people like you. That's true. Because <laughs> you're young. You're, you're so young. You know, and you feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. But, you know. Yeah. So so that was the beginning of my London thing. And uh, so and I stayed, basically. So that's that's how it started. That's how my life started. Uh, how did you get into yoga? Well, my mother... Um, gave me a, a gym pass ah. because I, I, I went to England and then I came back to France. I, I was still like 21 or something for, for, for a long time. And uh, she said uh, she was working in this company. She said, you know, you can have a free gym pass and whatever. And I went, okay. I was always a sports guy. I was very good at football when I was young. Um, I was very sporty. I always was very sporty. And then so I did, I went to the gym and then there was this teacher that, Italian or something, and, I, and he did yoga, and and I did it, and I thought, wow, I really like this. Yeah. So that's that's how I started my yoga thing. Wow. <laughs> For people who don't understand what yoga is, explain a little bit about what yoga is and the history behind yoga. Well, yoga started a long time ago in India, yeah. and uh, it's basically yoga is is how to reconnect your body and your mind okay. together. Which can be hard so, at the best of times. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is why today a lot of people, Western people, love yoga because yeah. um, yoga allows you to um, just sit down and see the inside of you without being judgmental. So yoga is a meditation, but it's a meditation with asanas which are movements yes. um but it's it's totally a meditation the idea is that when you do yoga you don't think about anything else you think about being here and being now so the the asanas help you to do that the movements and uh, at the end you you start with a meditation a, a few minutes of meditation and at the end you finish with some relaxation yeah and, and and you feel better and you feel good, but you also feel more yourself. Your yoga allows you to to be aware of your your body and to think of your body. And 
it all goes through the breath. So we're breathing normally, we're, we breathe. But when you do yoga, you learn to observe your breath. Yeah. So for, for example, if you tense your body, you inhale and you relax your body, you exhale. So those are the things that allow you to be more aware of yourself and to be here and now and basically to just enjoy and realize the fact of being alive. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people at the moment are slowly starting to understand how important it is, especially with the whole lockdown. People are starting mm -hmm. to resonate with themselves a lot more compared to when things were normal and everyone was rushing and everyone was really angry. <laughs> um, I think now people are learning, slowly learning to calm down. Um, well, sorry. Well, it's, it's, no, it's, it, it, what you're saying is so true. Uh, a few months back, which feels like years ago, yeah. <laughs> I, sure does. I, I was teaching people and I was telling people, you know, and they say, oh, you know, because I was doing mostly private teaching yeah. because I, wa I wanted to help people, to align people, to take time, etc., etc. And I thought it's having a one-to-one -one relationship was the best for me. I didn't like working in gyms particularly. Um, you know, I wanted to really um, help people. So, but but my 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 pitch was, you know, you gotta slow down because most of the people I work with are professionals, people that have no time. So that's why I used to go to their place for an hour yeah. and teach them. So because they didn't have time or didn't want to go to a gym, um, but those people never really wanted to slow down because oh, they were wow. lawyers or or you know whatever you know doing very important in brackets, jobs, but jo jobs that would give them no time, you know, and they didn't think they had any time. And, and a lot of the answers of people that wanted to do it, but they said, oh, I'd love to do yoga, but I don't have any time. And I said, you don't have an hour a week? Yeah. And I come to you? You don't have, an, you know, what what is your life about? You know, you're going to, you know, what happens is when you get older, if you don't, if you don't stop, you're going to get ill. You're going to yeah. have problems. This is not a natural thing to do. So, um, so yeah, I was trying to teach people to slow down and suddenly everybody had to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was quite interesting because suddenly people were like, oh, we want to do yoga now. So mm. I started the online yoga that I'm doing now. And six months ago, I would not have thought I could do online yoga. I thought nobody would care, nobody would come, and you know nobody was doing it really. Yeah. And suddenly, you know, suddenly all these people came up, and, and we started to create a small international community where I teach people at the same time. They're in France, in Scotland, Ooh. in England, you know, in Spain. You know, so we have a small community that gather together, congregate together to do a yoga class and, and it's the future and I love it, you know. See, tell us a little bit about the spiritual path of yoga because I've always wanted to understand the process within yoga and it's spiritually connecting together with us when we do yoga. Well, 
There is a spiritual story of, of yoga, which you can follow or not follow. Don't forget the Indians created Buddhism. Yes. Buddhism comes from India. Uh, so you have the Indian way the Ind and you have the Buddhism. And the spiritual past is basically that we think that we are not just, you know, just here for no reason and we are just everybody. The spiritual path is is to um you know connect with a highest a higher being. Yeah. But the higher being in that case being us, you know. Um so I think we all are spiritual and I think we we use, some people use religion yeah. to be spiritual. Um, I think spiritual is more more thinking that there is more than what we do every day. There is more to life, and just asking yourself about life. And I think yoga gives you the opportunity to ponder about this. Yeah. So, so the spirituality in yoga is not the main thing. You can do yoga without being having any spirituality. Yeah. But if you're interested in, in spirituality, then yes, yoga is, is, a, is a good way of helping you. I don't, I use a lot of Buddhism teachings yeah. uh, without being a Buddhist particularly, but a lot of Buddhism teachings because I think they work really well with yoga. For, for example, you know, teachings about compassion, yes. you know, being compassionate for others, but also being compassionate for yourself. You know, um, things like that. Be, being being present, uh, yeah. Being present, being compassionate, being loving. Being, you know, there is a saying which is which I use at the end of my uh, of my lessons. I say, "May you be well. May you be happy. May you be safe and protected. May you be filled with loving kindness." And then. You can say that to yourself. May I be well. Yeah. May I be happy. May I be safe and protected. May I be filled with loving kindness. Those are those are for me the things that can take you to a different place without being a religion. I love that. I've never heard someone <laughs> say it in that concept before, but it's really nice. It's actually really calming as well. I'm a really calm person, but to have to talk to someone now and have someone as calm as myself is actually quite nice. Rather than, like you say, everybody's always in a rush. I have to go, I have to go, I'm busy, I can't do this. But it's nice to be able to have that. Do you have a favorite yoga style that you teach? Because um, everybody might yeah. have a different style and technique of, of teaching yoga. What's yours? Okay, I, use, uh, I teach Atha Yoga which is uh, the, the strong yoga. Basically what it is, is you keep the, post, the poses longer, yes. but you do them slower. Okay. If you, so that's Asa yoga. Um, and then you have a lot of, at the moment, you have quite a few different ones. You have Bikram yoga, which is not to me, not real yoga, but it's also something you do on the 
very hot situation you go to a hot place and you do yoga and you sweat a lot oh i've done that before <laughs> yeah. People, yeah. Most people, people that love to sweat <laughs> and it's it's been created for the western world because in india you sweat because it's so hot, hot. anyway and uh, and then you have ashtanga yoga which is a, a, a faster form of asa yoga so with slightly different poses and always the same but mm. you go very fast so it's for people that are very physically able um that that it's kind of a workout but it's still very much yoga as a yoga for me everybody can do it okay you can be young you can be very old you can be i teach people in the 60s in the 70s um you can you can do yoga all your life so my kind of yoga as a yoga is about what you can do yeah. the way i teach that every teacher has a slightly different approach but yeah, my approach true. is it's all about what you can do not what you cannot do so what happens is when you start people say oh yeah but i can't do yoga i'm not flexible enough and I the was thing just is gonna ask you that nobody's well. flexible enough Okay, you were going to ask me that. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask Please you that do. too. With the, the how how important is is flexibility practicing within yoga also because a lot of people like you just said to me don't understand they I know you say everyone can do yoga but some people haven't got the confidence to say um but I'm not flexible enough I can't stretch like you you're professional but they feel like obviously they're not a professional so how does it work with flexibility within yoga? Well, you said some interesting things in this question. <laughs> you said, first of all, you said, I am not flexible. Yeah. Which means you think what flexible, you know what being flexible means. Yeah. First. And second, you said, I can't do it like you. And nobody's asked you to do it like me. That's true. That's very true. Uh, and third, and third, the idea is that. I am as, not as flexible as some people and I'm teaching, I'm doing yoga every day of my life, yeah. but it doesn't matter. What matters, what happens is, okay, if you start yoga and you, first of all, yoga makes you aware of your body. Some people are, have, a, have a problem of, of, you know, they, they think my body is not the way my body should be, etc., etc. They're trying to conform to a certain idea. And, and I wanted to say as well, because of that, I want to say when you go on Instagram and you see all these yoga teachers, you know, this, I'm not being sexist, but a lot of young women who are, you know, I've got the long body and they do these things that nobody can do. And definitely not, I can't do. And they call that yoga. This is not yoga. This is showing off. And this is not in the spirit of yoga at all. So in the Western world, there is a big problem going on right now, which is the idea of yoga is the person who is hyper-flexible, that can do all these incredible poses. We don't care. This is not yoga. If you go to India, everybody does yoga, from the children to the grandmother to everyone. It's, it's, a, it's a practice. So I wanted to clear that first. So don't look at these people because they, they're not the yoga people. Yeah. The real yoga is, okay, you're not flexible yet. 
you can't touch, like, for example, a lot of men, men, especially men, are really stiff, right? Because they never stretch, they never dance, they never do anything. But what happens is they go, oh, I can't touch the floor with my, if you say bend down, touch, you know, and bring your hands down. Yeah. They said, I can't touch the floor. And they said, it doesn't matter. You can't touch the floor now. But you will eventually. Because your, your, body, your body's never done it. So yoga is a practice. And it's a practice that never ends. So your body will get used to it. If you're big, if you're, you know, there are things you can, the things you cannot do, don't do them. There are lots of asanas, yeah. you know. So don't look left, don't look right. Don't look at the other people doing it. Just do what you can and we're going to work on that. And okay. you're going to see very quickly that like you're just going to be happy. Ha happier with your body i like that a lot are, is there anybody who inspires you to do yoga are there any yoga gurus that you i know you went to india to learn yoga you went to indian school to learn mm -hmm. yoga yeah uh, it, was there anyone in particular inspired you to to do okay yoga? I, yes i had three great teachers yeah. one was english um was a young a, a young man from uh, brighton actually who was very, very good at yoga, but more than that, he taught me anatomy. Okay. That was his well, that was his thing. And he also taught me to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> because I thought he was very funny. Okay, and then there was this uh, woman teacher who was half English, half Indian, who was so beautiful to, to watch. She, I call her the queen of the flow. So like she that. taught me she taught me that it's when you do the asanas, you can do them one after the other, but you can make it flow. You can make, you can have a link, and then it's a bit like a dance, yeah. you know. So, so you do them in a, in a, in a very. It can be very beautiful to look at, you know, rather than being more like a sport. Yeah. And then the the third guy was an Indian guy who taught us about philosophy of of yoga. And for me, it taught me calm, how to be calm, how to be patient, how to be, how to be caring. And so those people definitely are, are, yeah, they influence me. And to this day, you know, the three, the three of them, very different people, yeah. uh, influence me in my practice and um, in my teaching as well. I'm trying to be calm i'm trying to be funny i'm trying to make it flow yeah and and be spiritual as you said with the indian guys what would you what advice would you give anybody who's a beginner at yoga what's the important things about being a beginner and getting into yoga i think if you want to do yoga do yoga don't find a good teacher find it i i believe that Yoga is about the teachers. But how do you know that you found a good teacher, Christoph? How do you, you know? Will know? You will know. <laughs> okay. You will know because you will want to come back. That's true. I like that answer. That's you know, very true. I think once you find, you have to trust the teacher because if you're not confident in yourself yeah. and you are like with someone, 
I mean, you know, there are different kind of teachers. Some teachers are very, very, very good at yoga and they do things that people can't do. And they, I've been in this situation before I taught. Yeah. And it was really difficult because it's like, okay, you can do that, but I can't do that. And, yeah. and so you feel really bad. No, you feel you need to find someone that will um, help you, allow you to be yourself and, and give you time, you know. I, I think, as I said, everyone can do yoga. Yeah. So you start. At the end, you feel good. If you feel good and you do it again, you feel good and you do it again, you feel good. And then you carry on. And then you stop, stop thinking about why you're doing it. You're just doing you're it. You're just naturally just doing it because it resonates with you. It's a practice. Yeah. It's a practice. What What's your value towards yoga what do you value from doing yoga for yourself well in my case um i've been doing yoga for a long time but after doing the the t-shirt training i i realized it, it just gave me a lot of calm i mean i i think yoga can calm you it's always there for you for example the breathing so if you're in a stressful situation, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a tip that you can use. Okay, I like <laughs> these the ones. Okay. I'm ready. So, so when you are in a stressful situation, mm-hmm. somebody shouting at you, somebody trying to run you over, somebody <laughs> on the street, or, or, or your, your boss being, having a go, your children you know, screaming, whatever, you know, any, any, or your, your partner just being a, Pen in the, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, one, one of the way to calm yourself down is you breathe uh, through breathing. So, you breathe, you count up to four. We can do it together now. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to, so I was getting ready. So, as you inhale, you inhale and you count to four. So, inhale with me. One, two, three, Four and then you exhale, you count six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale to four. Two, three, four. Exhale. One, two, three, four, five, six. Last time. Inhale to four. Two. See, now I feel more relaxed. And it's any situation. This is because your your parasympathetic nervous system is there. Okay, for example, if if a dog runs at you, you know, <laughs> as they I, do, I give I give you that's one of the easy <laughs> example. So a dog runs runs at you. What you're gonna do? You're you're gonna freeze. Yeah. And and your mind and your nervous system is just gonna focus on that danger. Yes. So that's you're true. freezing and you stop breathing. So every time you are in feel in any sort of danger, it doesn't have to be danger, it can be stress. You yeah. stop breathing. Yeah. You start shallow breathing. Yeah. So if you do those three those three times what I showed you, yeah. you're coming back to normal. I think everyone should do that. So as soon as we, they're listening to this podcast, as soon as we get to that section where you start breathing, guys, I want you to start breathing too. Because <laughs> yeah. it yes. will help you throughout the rest of your day. And if you think good things while yeah. you're doing it, then it, you feel more. I actually felt so relaxed doing that. Yeah, because it does. It actually, it's not. It's scientific. It's not. You know, it is scientific. It just brings you down back to natural 
and for a rhythm, you know. And and for example, if you sorry, if you if you go and pass an exam, yeah, take an take an exam, yeah. you know, you're like, <clears throat> you know, and you do this before you go into the exam, etc. It feels so nice. Another thing that I wanted to talk to you about, Christoph, is okay. So. I, I'm watching Instagram, as you were saying before. I'm seeing all these big mats, these expensive mats. I'm seeing all these. And they say to you, go out and buy this and, and paid for this. Do you really need all that stuff? <laughs> I, I want you to break it down for me because, like you said before, you, you've been watching the Instagrams, the, the anywhere that there is videos, the YouTubes, and you're seeing all these people with these big, expensive, extravagant studios. and and But I know you can just do it at home, somewhere where it's comfortable, somewhere where it's quiet. But also, what do you really need for yoga? Explain to me what you need. In India, people do... They don't have the yoga mats. See, I can do it on concrete. Okay, so in India, they, they don't have yoga mats. They just have like a, a towel or, you know, See? a blanket, whatever, whatever they can find. The reason why we have yoga mats here is because, I don't know, I mean, it's 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 a business. It's the business of, um, you know, of sport, etc. The, 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 the mats existed before yoga. I mean, before yoga came to the Western world. Yeah. So they just adapted the, the mat. I mean, the good thing about a mat, if you want to choose a mat, first of all, don't spend a lot of money because you don't know how long you're going to do yoga. That's so true. If, you spend, if you spend like a hundred pounds on a mat and then you do it twice, that's a lot of money for nothing. And second, I my yoga mat was probably worse. I mean, my sister offered it to me, but it's probably worth 20 pounds and and it's very good i think what you look into yoga mat is a mat that that's not too slippery okay okay so 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 when you in downward facing dog for example your hands are flat in front of you you're in a v you're pushing on your foot feet you're pushing on your hands if you sleep that's not oh. very good. So, so find. I think if you spend in the region in in the UK, it's not the same in every country. But in the UK, if you spend in the region of fifteen to twenty pounds, you're going to have a good yoga mat. Okay, well that works. Yeah, I mean, you can you can spend as much money as you want, but don't forget it's a, it's a business and yeah. it's they're trying to sell you. Just like saying, "Oh, get the best shoes, you're going to run faster." No, no. you're not going to run faster because of the shoes. It's nice to have great shoes, but you're not going to run faster. <laughs> it's you know, so don't don't spend a hell of a lot of money. And then once you have it and you do a lot of yoga, if you want to upgrade, why not? What about the clothes? What's what's good clothes to wear for yoga? Well, for women, I I mean, you know, I guess it's you know the famous yoga pants, yeah, of course, <laughs> which, which are you know some something where you can move. And and not like something that's more sticking to your body rather than being, you know, floating because you're going to be upside down. You're going to, you know, you don't want your clothes to come into, you you know, in your face. And so you want something that's quite close to the body, but then allow you to move the way you want to move. But I guess it's at the moment, I mean, fashion is already a bit like that. So Yeah, that's true. It really (laughs) is. But uh, something where you feel comfortable and you're not too hot. It's because yoga, you, you get 
quite hot quite quickly. Yeah. So you don't want to be, you know, so don't, people, the other thing is people, a lot of people want to wear socks. I don't know, people have something, quite sort of problems <laughs> with their feet. They're like, you see a lot of people, they're like, no, I want to wear my socks. No, 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 I want to wear, I, okay, you can wear your socks, but then you don't feel the ground as much. You don't feel the floor. Yeah. And a lot of it is to feel the floor and and you know we have a lot of sensitive points under our feet yes we do so when yeah. you when you're when you're barefooted so it's much easier and then you're not sleep sleeping so i would say if you can <laughs> if you have not too much problem about showing your feet to yourself then <laughs> then don't put socks on only at the end when you do the relaxation and you get a bit colder because you're not moving for five minutes, put your socks back on. Okay, that, that sounds good to me. Tell me about, <laughs> tell me about, because you do music as well, Christoph. Um, and Sorry? Because you, you do music as well. You've yeah. done music before. Tell me about how music connects with yoga and what good, what good music, what you could have to do yoga with. So how can you connect them together? What's good music to listen to while you're doing yoga, basically? Okay, I, it's a particular thing for me because I used to be a DJ. And and okay. for me, the way I construct my yoga class is very much the way you construct a, a, a music mix. Okay. So it, it goes up and down, etc. So I, I, I use music that... Starts, for example, my typical class starts with five minutes of calm meditation, relaxation, you know, meditation. So you, you come from work, you come from, even if you wake up, anything, you have to come into the class, you have to come into the, this hour of yoga. So we start with a very, very cool music, something really like, you know, ambient you know, really, really calm. Yeah. And and then, but that's me, I like to, to have a bit more of a rhythm. So I use down-tempo music, sometimes with vocals, sometimes not with vocals. And because my class goes from lying on the, on the mat to getting, going up, then you, you start lying, then you get on all fours, start yeah. moving around, then you get up. So the music follows that. And then you do the hardest part, which is sun salutation. So you have some sort of rhythm. I like a groove myself. <laughs> I can see that. I wish you could see Christoph, guys. He's like he's dancing, but it's so smooth. Yeah, I like a groove. So, so you get to the peak, and then you come down to sitting, and then your music comes down a little bit, and then you go to the relaxation. And you again, you have a very, very cool music. I've got this great... There's a there's a, a, funny, a German singer, but she's been living in India all her life, uh -huh. called Diva Premo, ah. who is an amazing singer. And she, you, if you listen to her, Diva Premo, um, there's a lot of beautiful. And what she does is she she uses she's using the chants of yoga, the mantras. Yes. So a mantra is something you repeat all the time, yes. and that you use in the Indian uh, religion. So 
into religion. So he, she's singing the mantras over and over again with this beautiful, beautiful voice. And that's some of the things I use for the relaxation. So my, my, my class is very based around music and my music is very based around my class. I love okay. that. I love creating those mixes. Yeah. And in fact, I could send you a link of one of the mix I've done. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. You can download, anyone can download, which gives you an, hour, an idea of an hour of you can use. That sounds so nice. How, is there one person who has inspired you to do what you do and who has helped you throughout your life? Can you tell me one person who's inspired you as a friend or a family member who's helped you become have, who you are? Yeah, I have, I have a few people that did. Uh, they inspired me, but also more, they were like, because I'm the eldest in my family, um, uh, you know, they were more like big brothers or, you know, um, I think people inspire me for different reasons. One is to be, um, a honest guy, someone that, that took care of other people as much as themselves. Um, and then people that inspired me, people that were looking for something and people that were, I think one thing I, I can, if I look back at my life, that wasn't always the case is being humble. Ah, <laughs> and, yeah. and that, that for sure is, I've been inspired, you know, by people to be humble because, you know, it's always the same when you're, when you're in, some sort of spotlight yeah. and I wasn't, you know, a big star or anything, but, you know, I was in some sort of spotlight most of my life. It's easy to, to just, you yeah. know, your ego can, can go up and you don't even realize it. You just take it do for you, granted. Do you find that egos can hinder you? Yeah. How did you get out of it? How did you say, no, I'm not going to let my ego. Well, I think yoga, yoga is a good way to do that. Yeah. You know, because it's it's a good practice and it, it teaches you to to be calmer and also it teaches you about yourself a lot because you have to go in inside yourself. But I, what I wanted to say about the ego thing is like nowadays young people are on social media or whatever, which is fair enough. But they all think they want to. Be, they have to be superstars. Yeah. You know? Which is which is fine when you're you know when you're young okay you want to be you know a DJ or you want to be a singer or you want to be whatever you know which is fine but that's when you're young when you're really young after that you don't need validation from from people to be yourself yeah you are yourself and like achieving that. you know you don't to be loved you have to love yeah you know. Everybody will be loved. Everybody will be loved. Someone will love you. Your That's friends true. love you. You know, if you want to be loved by millions of people, you don't. You have no idea what it means because yeah. then you have to be responsible for a million of people. That's true. So I would say, you know, be happy with who you are and the things that you don't like in yourself make them better. But there is no nirvana. 
you know, people have no idea. I've been around very, very famous, very, very rich people all my life. And I can tell you, if you if you're not happy, if you're not sure, if you, if you're unsure of yourself, it's you know you can fake it because you're super rich, but you are the same person. So who you are is who you are. Yes. If you if if you become super famous as an artist and you're not happy, as as we know, a lot of people didn't make it because it's harder because you're unhappy in front of millions of people thinking you're super great. So I would say just just be yourself. I know it's a cliche, but be yourself means be the best you, of you. Yeah, That's it. what I would say to people. That's what I would say to people also in, in my class. Be the best of you. How much time do you spend a day doing yoga? Well, I teach every day, so I do at least one or two hours a day. Which is, no, which this is, is good bad. enough. How how do you how do you take criticism? So you know when you're teaching yoga and someone, I know it's it's bizarre. I know when you te- you you're gonna have all types of of comments coming back to you on how you teach what you teach, but how do you as the reason why I ask this? It comes down to the ego again where I ask you, how do you take criticism and how do you handle criticism? Because everybody has this perception that yoga teachers are always calm <laughs> and, and peaceful and that's how they should be. But I know everyone, we are all human. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really interesting, this question, because when I was a DJ, a musician, whatever I did, yeah. I couldn't take criticism. Ah, what did you easily. do? I, 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 sorry? What did you do if I, someone said something? Well, you know, I was like, you know, I was DJing, somebody would say, oh, I know when you, you know, I was like, oh, go away, you know, I, I, that, that was most, that was my life. Since I've been teaching yoga, first of all, I don't get criticism. I get ideas, or maybe I take ideas. For example, when I started the online classes, I didn't really know how it would translate. So some people said, oh, we want a, a more dynamic yoga. We want we want a bit more, dyna- you know, dynamic because it was the morning. So, so for me, it wasn't a criticism. It was like, okay, let's go there, you know? You know, so I think that it's not that you're calm because yeah. I'm quite calm, but, you know, not all the time, but I'm quite calm. I'm a calm person. But it's more you take criticism as ideas true no i like that that makes sense to me how do you make a business doing yoga because a lot of people would like to understand this like i said you go on your youtube you go on your instagram and yes they have millions of followers all these people some of them have millions of followers but how do you as a person see how they're doing business do you think they're doing business in the right way just because numbers don't mean you're successful. You can have a million people watching you, but it doesn't mean that you are successful. How do you define what is the right way, in your opinion, of having a business for yoga? It's okay. Lots of yoga teachers. I mean, when you when you become a yoga teacher, the last thing you want to do is make a business out of it, because you're so into what you can bring to people that a lot of people 
including myself when I started, was, you know, I really want to just share my knowledge and help people being good and et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, so for some people, it can hinder, you know, the, the, the business side of it. Yeah. Also, the first thing people tell you is, you, I can watch yoga online for free. Why would I pay? And it's like, you should, you know, do it. You know, so how do you make it? I, I don't know. It's hard. There's a lot of, there are lots of people doing it. Um, depends how you kind of, what do you, what, what your, what your goal is. Uh, do you want to be super rich? Do you want to live out of it? Do you want to, you know, it's difficult. It's actually difficult to make a living. I think most of people that are teaching yoga have got other means of surviving. Yeah. Um, or they're in a position that they don't, you know, have to pay rent or you know yeah. whatever. I mean, they, they, let's be let's be very clear about that. Um, now, beyond that, um, you can make a living as well. Um, one of the ways to make a living is you teach privately. So teaching privately means you. If you teach privately, you're teaching to people that have the means to pay you yes. well, because an hour of yoga private is, you know, between 60 and 90 pounds. Okay. So if you have enough clients, you can do the math. Yeah. Um, teaching in gyms doesn't pay you well at all. <laughs> uh, and it's a, it's a real nightmare. Uh, so I wouldn't advise that. But if you do enough of it, maybe you can survive. Yeah. But you have to do a lot and it's not that much fun. No, I think you can you can make a business out of it if you're good and people follow you. Yeah. I think a million people follow us on Instagram and whatever. I don't think it translates into teaching because you get clients through people recommending you that's true people you meet um for example you you can have a lot of money and make a lot of publicity around yourself but one of the ways is the way i do it is you start small you create a community and then the community grows yeah and then because you're doing enough lessons you know, you can, people have, can pay like, you know, in my online teaching, people pay seven pounds an hour. Yeah. You know, but if I have 10 people, I can make 70 pounds, for example. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if I do that, multiply by number of lessons, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so I would advise people that uh, yoga teachers, when I came out of my training, I was so into the yoga that, and I had been doing yoga in gyms, and I so didn't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to teach in a gym. So I, I started, funnily enough, by having private clients because I went to people that I knew or not or I met, and I said, I can teach you yoga. I come yeah. to your place, and that, et cetera. And it did work, funnily enough, because normally people say, yeah, you build a, you know, a name, and then people will want you to do private. No, I just wanted, I said, I came to you and I said, do you want to do yoga? And you say, yeah. And you say, well, I don't have time. I say, I come to you, you know? Yeah. So everyone, everyone has their own ways of doing it. 
but it's hard. I mean, you know, if you want to do yoga to become rich, do some videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you are rich in because you're sharing something great. Yeah. And because you're keeping yourself super fit. Um, and it's great. I mean, I, you know, it's, it, there's a community sense. There's a lot of things going on. So uh, I don't know. If, I guess if you're very young, you have, you can build yourself a, five six years and then you progress you know after six years, you will, you will yeah. do that but there is a lot of competition and if you're just focused on that you're not going to be a happy person <laughs> well that makes sense what's the most difficult part of your artistic process of doing yoga would you say oh i don't what do, you, what do you mean by that so i mean I, when you're when you're doing all your style of yoga yeah. what's the hardest part about you doing it because is it the moves is it because you're trying to be create are you very creative with yoga or do you just naturally let it flow there are many ways of teaching yoga one of the ways is to prepare your class yeah you know you have like those asana, those moves, it's all prepared. So you know you're going to go from this to that to that to that. Yeah. And and you you've prepared it. So you know what you're doing is you have built some a beautiful class. Yeah. And you follow the the way you build. I don't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I don't do that. I mean, I I what I do, and I, I sort of kick myself sometimes because I'm like, why don't I, why don't you prepare your class? And I, what I do is I do it naturally. I flow yeah. through my feelings of the yeah. day. Yeah. Of course, I have a lot of asanas in my head, so I can choose, you know, so that's not, that's, that's how I, I approach it. So I do a move, I, I do a move, a, a pose, a, a asana, and then while I'm doing it, I, I, I link it with the next one because that to me at, the, at that moment is naturally the next one. And yeah. also I can I can do it depends on my class. Yeah. I, I look at the class. I look at people. Can they do this? Can they do that? Do they want it dynamic? Etc. Etc. No, it all comes sense. through. If if you were stuck on a desert island, yeah. What al- what album would you bring with you to do yoga? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well there is this this woman called diva Prema, yeah and she she has a lot of albums and i think um there, there are a couple of things there's this woman diva Prema, i would definitely be my first choice because it's really it goes really well with yoga yeah there's also something people don't know about is Tina Turner. Ah. As for about 10 years, she's really sort of, she's, she was always, you know, vegan and, and, you know, very healthy and whatever. But she's also been doing a lot of music for yoga. Oh. And a lot of singing. So you can, you can check her out, uh, Tina oh. Turner. And, and you will... And it's beautiful because she sings. She sings with children, and it's quite it's quite an exciting thing. So, I know you told me a bit about one of the quotes before about being kind and and you know just 
having that natural passion for what you do. But is there any other quotes that resonate with you? Maybe. I can't hear you right now. Oh, I got you now. Yep. There we are. So is there any other quotes that you would choose for yourself? So if I said to you, choose one quote that represents who you are as a person, what quote would you choose and why would you choose that particular quote? Okay, it's from the Dalai Lama. Okay. And it, and it says, my religion is kindness. I like that. And why would I choose that? Because I try to be kind. I think what is one of the the things I I love the best about when you can attend that, when you can be kind. And you know it's not always easy, but I think that's what I would say. My religion is kindness. Yeah. I like that. I might use that, Christoph. So if you see it up somewhere, you know that it was me who took it. I'll pay you royalties for it. <laughs> no, no, it's the Dalai Lama, it's not me. <laughs> oh dear. So What's your best memory you've ever had? If you had to break my it. best memory, yeah, your okay, best okay. memory. Very simple. In in general, in just life? in general in life, yeah. Okay, I tell you when my I was there when my son was born. Oh, and, naturally. And that when I tell you why I mean apart from you know it was I only got one son but the thing is when I saw a human being coming out of another human being, yeah, that. We know, we know, but when you see it in real life, you go, wow, that's incredible. It's incredible to be alive. Yeah. You know, and I think from that, people forget, people think about their problems all the time. Some people, you know, they, they miss out. You know, look at the flowers and look at the trees and look at the people and look at the love you're getting. You're getting so much love you don't even realize. That's true. You know, your friends love you. Your your family loves you. People talk to you. People help you fall on the street. You know, people will come and help. If all you think if you all you're thinking is about I don't have enough money, no, 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 then you you're missing out on life. That's true. You're missing out. I and agree. life is not very long, you know. So it's very short. You know, open your eyes. Open your eyes and try to be happy. I like that one. That's really nice. What, was there ever a time, Christoph, where you said to yourself that you want to give up? You feel like you're not having the support. You've had a very, not necessarily rough life, but you've had a very bumpy ride throughout life, I would say. But it's made you into, you made, I think that you've made brilliant choices within your life to come out and be the person who you are today, to be able to teach people how to become better within themselves because you could have took any path. And what I want to ask you is, is what would you say to other people who sometimes feel like they want to give up or they feel like they don't have the support of advice who, or who have been in a similar situation like you because you've been adapted? What would you say to them to be, be successful in their own interpretation of what the word success means? Well, first of all, I must uh, say, you know, life is bizarre because it, it's, for me, it started unlucky, then it became very lucky because my my mother, my adopted mother, I can't call her, it was my mother, was 
an amazing person yeah. who taught me about the beauty of life, who taught me how beautiful I was, etc., etc. And and so during my life, when things were when I was unhappy or sad or you know th- those words resonated with me, you know, um, and I would say if you if you want to give up, then you have to think of one thing. Life has been given been given to you, mm-hmm. you know, and one day you're going to die. So do you want to die before that or do you want to die then? And it, a lot of the time when we're unhappy, we, we isolate ourselves. We're like, you know, I, wonder, I only want to show the best part of me to yeah. people. So I don't want my friends to see me because I'm not feeling well. It's a natural thing. We, we hide. I think sometimes we forget that our friends accept us not for what we can be, but for what we are. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say, and I, I was the same when I was young because of my situation. I wanted to be famous because I wanted people to love me, you know, because at some point people didn't. And I thought, you know, if I become famous, everyone's going to love me. But in reality, we have to look around us, you know. There's a, there's a lot of love, and if you have no love, go and search for it, you know, go find it, you know. People want to live, want to be normal, you know. Um, and they say, oh, it's easy for you. It's easy for you. You have money, you are, you're white, you're, you know, whatever. You know, I, I want to talk, okay, my father was an, an African yeah, man, yeah. which I never met, okay. So, I mean, I, if, if, I could talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I could talk a, a little bit about being from, you know. To, so, but I, I feel so black inside as well, you know. But what I'm saying is that sometimes we, we, we try to be, we try to, to, uh, to, to be what people think of us. Okay, so if you're white, you're like this. If you're black, you're like this. So, you know, and, and we, we sort of stop at that. And I was watching a, a, a program, and that, this is for black people. <laughs> I was watching a program recently about Denzel Washington. You know Denzel Washington? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Denzel Washington was one of the first black actors that really made it big, big, big. You know, not only with black people, with white people. And it's really interesting because Denzel Washington, as black as he is, that never was the first thing people thought about him. Okay? And it must have been hard for him because there was not really that many people before him, right? But they thought of him as an actor, right? So in my case, I've been an outsider a lot. And so would I just say, okay, nobody loves me because I'm not like you. Yeah. Or, or I'm just me, you know? And, you know, it, it's not always that easy, but it does work. And I, and I think being positive, not just being stupidly positive, but just like being positive, wanting good things, you know, things you do, you do, yeah. you know, you, I'm, you you call me and you said you want to be part of this podcast and I'm like yeah great you know because that's how people connect, connect. and what you're doing 
is connecting people. And I think that's what we're going to think about. People do amazing things, you know. And I really believe in, in, in <laughs> sometimes hard to do, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I do believe in the human race. Yeah. And, and there are some horrible people, like the people that killed George Floyd. Yeah. You know, but look at the reaction. All over the world, people have been going, this is wrong. It we is are wrong. not these people. This is not... This is not who we really are. Yeah. This is not us. So, you know, <laughs> you can look at it many different ways. Oh, that's true. Where can we find you, Christoph? So I want you to plug as much as you can. Tell me where can we <laughs> find you? I love it when people well, do this part. <laughs> I tell you, it's, it's quite... Um, well, I'm, my social media is really not up to scratch, but it's you okay. can find me on... You can find me on Facebook. Yeah. On uh, at Wimi Yoga. Uh, my 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 sort of company is called We Me Yoga, which was it comes from um, Muhammad Ali ah. when he was uh, doing the 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 fight in Rwanda against George Foreman. He, yes. He 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 went and it he, he was shouting to to um those african people that never seen an, a, a, an an american black and they said uh, he said ali bumaye ali you know but it also said we me we me so that's where it comes from so we me yoga yeah and you can find me with on instagram at yoga at yoga with christoph yeah. C-H-R-I-S-T-O-V and uh, and then that's about it that's okay that's perfect <laughs> as long as we can find you then that's all good Christoph I want to thank you so much for coming on the Us People podcast and letting me pull all your knowledge out from you to share with everyone <laughs> well I, I, I had a great time and I hope you're going to join one of my classes sometimes oh, yeah, you're welcome definitely. I'll, I'll be I, there yeah, I'd love to. And uh, no, I, I, I thank you so much. I really appreciated it. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Christoph. And guys, thank you so much for listening to the Ask People podcast. Please remember you can subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play and any other platform that you prefer to listen to. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And please remember you can donate to the Ask People podcast to help us continue to do what we're doing with people like Christoph. So please remember you can simply just type in paypal.me forward slash us people podcast guys thank you so much for listening stay happy stay positive and as always continue to be kind to one another